1: 15. Here on Fantasy Baseball in 15, we'll see which Rockies have something to offer fantasy GMs. Like death and taxes, Dodgers been a Dodger. I have That's... not had uh, 3 go throughs yet. It works great cool. in a fantasy three. I'm
2: just glad mm. I am not at the dentist. Fantasy Baseball in 15. On The Athletic.
1: Welcome to Fantasy Baseball in 15 for Wednesday, February 17th. I'm Al Melchior and with me here is Derek Van Riper. and DVR. Fangraphs just recently published their their, uh, postseason odds for 2021 and the Colorado Rockies, uh, like they said in Dumb and Dumber, uh, they're saying they have a chance, 0.1% chance. (laughs) So, uh, you know, there's something to uh, hang your hopes on, I guess.
2: I think that counts as a a nice thing to say about the Rockies these days. So good job. It's hard to do.
1: (laughs) It is. That is. So uh, hopefully we'll have more reasons for optimism here. We've got Nick Groke with us. He is the Rockies beat writer for The Athletic. And we are just going to pepper him with all kinds of questions that are Rockies related. So Nick, thanks so much for coming on and uh, helping us out with uh, our Rockies questions.
0: Yeah, fellas. Thank you. They do. The Rockies do have a better chance of reaching the playoffs than the Orioles. So there's that. <laughs>
1: they're not. <laughs> yeah, the, they're not. They're not at the bottom. That's right. Yeah, the, the Orioles do not have a chance, apparently. So, yeah, the better to be 29th and 30th, I suppose. Um, you know, that would certainly be a, a higher percentage for the Rockies if they still had Nolan Arenado, but of course they no longer do. He is now uh, a St. Louis Cardinal. But on the other hand, you know, those of us who have been waiting for Garrett Hampson to arrive as a fancy viable player. Maybe there's reason for hope there, but of course there's also Brendan Rogers. So with that vacancy, which one of those two, if either perhaps, stands a chance to gain considerable playing time?
0: Yeah, Brendan Rogers is going to get a whole bunch of playing time, um, probably very specifically at second base. I know he can play shortstop and he can play third base, but his spot is, is going to be second base. Um, and you know, the, the reason for that, instead of Garrett Hampton, Garrett Hampson just is a little too valuable to them with his versatility. He might get a lot of at bats, but it'll be everywhere. It'll be center field, uh, second base, maybe shortstop, it, you know, he, he offers them too much defensively, uh, especially in the national league game to stick him at one spot. Um, and now like now's the time for Brendan Rogers. Like he has to do it, um. You know, and and if they were looking for a door to open for him to give him a a real chance, like they 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 push that door open by trading Arnano. They need to move Ryan McMahon from second to third. So really, I mean, the time is now for Brendan Rogers. He's going to get all kinds of he's going to get all kinds of uh, opportunity. And because they're not going to be good, um, you know, they don't have to worry about forcing patience with him. I think um because you know it's not like their season's going to turn on whether or not he's he's hitting well uh, over a month uh, why not let him just go a little bit so yeah Brendan rogers is going to go to a whole lot of a whole lot of opportunity this year uh he hasn't made much of it in his small
1: opportunity so far but but uh, this will be a much more real chance for him well, that's, that's really good to hear, uh, in regards to Rogers and, uh, over at first base, it seems like that's a little unclear at this point. Uh, the Rockies have brought CJ Crone and Greg Bird aboard. Uh, I would think Crone would be the favorite, but how does that stack up, uh, particularly if Crone is healthy going into spring training?
0: Yeah. I mean, you would, you would think so, uh, with CJ Krohn cause he hits home runs and they, they really lack for home runs weirdly, um, for a team that plays at Coors Field, but, um, You know, coming out of last year, and really just until last week, there's you know the the top of their the top of their depth chart at first base was Josh Fuentes, who uh, Nolan Arnado's cousin across the diamond. He really he really just supplanted Daniel Murphy last year. Really over the last month or so, Um, he was playing really well. Um, He was a much better defender than Daniel Murphy, uh, which helps a lot when you have Nolan Arnado across the diamond making wild plays and, and, and crazy, crazy put outs, but he was hitting too. Josh Fuentes. He was making a lot of contact. He was getting on base, which they were desperate for at the moment. Um, not a lot of power, but he was getting on base a lot. But I think that they noticed that they, they could really use more home runs at the corners. Um, and that's why they went out and, and signed uh, CJ Krohn and, and Greg Bird. But those are minor league contracts. Like it's going to have to play out over spring um it's tough to it's tough to determine sort of a depth chart there for the rockies i th- i think they're all sort of one 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 a kind of right there the three of them um but like on paper like you said yeah cj crone should i mean in a lot of ways makes the most sense um but he's also he's also not a mystery to them but he's He's new to them. Uh, Josh Fuentes, they they know much more about. So uh, I think it's going to have to play out in spring, to be honest.
1: All right. Well, uh, I'm going to ask you about another player. I, If I recall in the past that you, you weren't really that sanguine about, uh, but I want to revisit it because he had a pretty good 2020, and that's Rymel Tapia. And it would seem like he would profile to be the leadoff hitter. In fact, if I recall correctly, and, and Nick, tell me if I'm wrong, I think in your depth chart piece that you did have him as the leadoff hitter. Uh, projected to be in that spot. Uh do you think he'll continue to get on base enough to stay there?
0: Yeah, well, so, you know, it's funny, uh, the the Rockies owner, his name is Dick Montfort, has said very little really this offseason. Um he he spoke after the R trade to try to to try to explain that one away. Um, the only other time he sort of surfaced uh over the winter was a letter to, to season ticket holders. And he didn't mention Nolan. He, you know, he didn't. He only mentioned a couple of players, um, and one of them was Rymel Tapia, and how much he liked Rymel Tapia as a leadoff hitter. Um, you know, they shouldn't. They shouldn't be. You know, I don't. That I don't think it's that they're they're listening to their owner for uh, lineup advice. But if he is saying it, it's filtered up to him that Rymel Tapia is almost certainly their leadoff hitter. Um, And yeah, he, he made a good jump last year. He was, he started to make a lot more contact and it's just, he's not exactly a traditional leadoff, although you would think so with his speed um, hits from the left side, but he, he's not a real patient at bat necessarily. And um, they, they found a lot of value in having Charlie Blackman there uh, with the home run threat right at the top. Charlie Blackman can extend an at bat to start a game. Like, there are a lot of benefits to him, but they needed to move Blackman down. And uh, David Dahl was supposed to be the leadoff, uh, but when he was injured last year, Ryan Meltapia took over and it worked. So I think it's, that's definitely, it definitely seems like that's how they're going to start the year. But, you know, he'll need to sort of, I think he'll need to continue to kind of prove it out. There's also not a whole lot of other options. I mean, Garrett Hampson is their other option as a leadoff, but. Uh, Ryan Tapia is the dude that's his job and he's going to get a lot of he's going to get a lot of at-bats because of it
2: you know normally we kind of break up these shows and it's half hitting half pitching because of the difficulty of pitching in Coors Field we're going a little more hitter heavy as it stands right now is it fair to trust Sam Hilliard to open the season at least on the big side of a platoon to have a spot to call his own against right-handed starters on a day-to-day basis.
0: That's how I have it listed. Uh, they have not indicated exactly that that's the case. But again, he hits home runs, or he he is capable of hitting home runs, um, and he's a good defender. Um, he's fast in center field; he covers a lot of ground. Uh, he's not their best defensive center fielder, but he, you know, their best defensive center fielder is Jonathan Daza, and he barely makes any contact. So, like the best, the best uh, kind of in the mid, in the you know, the best of both worlds is, is Sam Hilliard at the moment. So yeah, it's, it's really going to fall to Hilliard, but I, I do I would be a little bit surprised if there's a very solid everyday outfield for the Rockies. It's going to change a lot. They're going to get Desmond in right field to hit against lefties in place of Tapia. That's not, that's not a bad platoon idea, to be honest. Uh, but they could also, they, you know, Tapia can play center field. Desmond can play center field. So But I think that they would really like Sam Hilliard to have that spot.
2: For a lot of fantasy players, uh, Herman Marquez is the only starting pitcher they'll even go after. And maybe John Gray, for some people, still clinging to hope that he can put the pieces together in Colorado. As talented as some of the starters are, they are just so difficult to use because you don't want to play them when they're making home starts at Coors Field. But relievers tend to be a little bit different in Colorado. We see fantasy players at least taking occasional shots, trying to get saves there is Daniel Bard pretty clearly the closer, at least to begin the season. And who's the biggest threat to possibly taking those save opportunities away from him?
0: Well, I would flip it. The, the, the closer will be Scott Oberg. He's back from, he missed all of last season. Um, he had blood clots again, reappear again in his arm. So he was out for the entire year. He had a uh, thoracic outlet surgery to alleviate those. He hope is like the third surgery he's had for blood clots. So it's pretty scary. Uh, it's scary, and it's it it makes him a bit of a mystery, unfortunately. But he will be the closer. Daniel Bard will be the setup man. But like those things could flip at times. Uh, so I would suspect that Daniel Bard would get some closing opportunities. Um, he did it at times last year. Uh, but the job, I mean, the job is really Scott Oberg's. Uh, just again, you know, a lot of a lot of their bullpen. <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean personally, I wouldn't touch a Rockies bullpen. I wouldn't touch a Rockies reliever at all on a fantasy team. There's just like too much that you know. The dominoes go. There are too many dominoes. You know, if if their starters are getting knocked out in the third inning because of Coors Field, then you you know all of a sudden you know your your bullpen shot, and you're using Daniel Bard when in the sixth when you would rather have him in the eighth, and then you know like just like too much dumb stuff can happen. Um, When they were good, when they were good, they had it so that they were getting length from their starters, and everything fell into place with the bullpen, and it was and it works really well for them. But too much, too much stuff can happen. Like it's it's just too wild a proposition. (laughs) Uh, But but you know, but but really, like the one guy that they would hold back in a game
1: to save him for for the final inning would be Scott Oberg. All right. Well, that's pretty interesting. Well, I do want to make sure that we uh, get to at least one prospect here. And it would seem like the prospect who maybe would have the best chance to make an impact this season would be Ryan Rollison. Did he make good progress last year uh, at the, uh, at the alternate site? Yeah, they liked him at the alternate site. Uh, and there
0: was never really a chance that he was going to, he was going to debut last year, even when they kind of could have needed him a little bit. He, it was just like a little too soon. Um, He's he's gonna need games. They need to see him in proper games uh, in the minor leagues to know exactly how far he's progressed. But even in spring last year, he was he had clearly made a big jump. He was he looked very professional. He looked very big and strong. He did not look like a he didn't look like a child. He didn't look like a low minor league guy. He looked like a big. You like I know I know we sometimes make fun of like how a guy looks, but he looked like a big leaguer. He just sort of carried himself like a big leaguer and they notice those kinds of things. Um, I would expect that he'll debut at this year at at some point this year. And again, like, you know, you know, you mentioned John Gray being kind of, you know, being some questions about him. There's also some questions about Austin Gomer in his first year in Colorado after the Arenado trade. There's definitely, there's definitely room for starters to break through. Um, Rollison, I don't think is necessarily their number six at this point, but, um, but he could he could very easily and very quickly jump up. Um, so yeah, like he is one hundred percent somebody that I would keep an eye out for uh, as far as as far as a, a like a prospect to break through. Colton Welker would be another one um, at one of the corner spots for space or third base. But um, the there's a lot of there's a lot riding on Ryan
1: Rollison though for this team going forward. All right. Well, you know, at the start here, we had asked you to uh, help us bring a little bit of optimism and the rotation wasn't necessarily the place I was expecting to find that. But, you know, (laughs) you gave us an optimistic view for perhaps some breakout performances. So, uh, Nick, I really appreciate that. So on that note, uh, we're going to wrap this up, this particular episode of Fantasy Baseball in 15 if you're enjoying this podcast on a platform that allows you to leave a rating and a review, we would greatly appreciate it if you take the time to do that. So Nick Grokey, thank you so much for uh, coming on with us. And like I said, leaving us with a good feeling about the Rockies.
0: Yeah, no, thank you. Um, It's fun watching baseball one way or the other. Losing, winning. Sometimes it's more fun when it's winning,
1: but it's fun one way or the other. So it'll be cool. Very true. And uh, we'll, we'll have it soon enough. So for Nick Groke and for Derek Van Riper. I'm Al Melkier and we'll be right back here on Thursday.